Hey girlfriend and welcome to the Anuka Joe show. Now in today's episode, I want to give a few um information on how to know if you are equally yoked to your partner. Okay? And for those of you who are not aware of what being equally yoked means, it's okay. It's actually a biblical term. So you're going to hear a lot of Christians say this or a lot of pastors saying, you know, make sure that you're equally yoked with your partner or, you know, don't be unequally yoked. And what that means is that you and your partner, if you guys are equally yoked, that means that you guys are both in alignment. You both are on one accord. You both are in agreement and your relationship is, you know, basically kind of like ordained by God. But if you're not equally yoked, you guys are not in agreement with a lot of things. You guys are not on one accord. And a lot of the times your relationship can lead to destruction. So I'm going to really break it down how to know that you're equally yoked, how to know um, if is this if this relationship is something that you should continue and really kind of give you some insight on knowing if this is the will of God for your life. Okay. Another thing is you definitely want to make sure that whenever you choose to be in a relationship or to, you know, get engaged or marry someone that God is saying that this is the person for you. Because honestly, family, if you're just not seeking God and you're doing this on your own, let me tell you something. The worst thing that you can do in life is marry the wrong person. Okay. Marrying the wrong person can literally ruin your life. I'm telling you. So you definitely want to see God on this. God is the author of marriage. He created marriage. So why wouldn't he create a person out there for you? I truly believe that he can do this, that he's done it in so many people's lives. I've seen it. I'm a witness to it, you know, a testimony to it. So I know that God creates marriages. He brings people together, you know? So if you're someone and you're in the dating world and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to wait on God. How do I know the signs? What do I have to do? Well, I'm going to give you a few, a lot of tips of ways for you to know, but most importantly, what you need to understand is that you need to focus on a relationship with God. You really need to seek out the heart of God and, you know, try not to focus on being in a relationship because a lot of times when we're just like crying about being in a relationship, it's because we have a void in us. And honestly, truly your husband or your mate is not going to fill that void. Only Jesus can. So you really have to you know, seek God's heart. Okay. Seek his heart and really surrender to him so that he can fill that void. And then when you meet that partner, that mate, that God brings you, it's not that you're empty and you need them to fill you because no human being can, but you guys are filled, filled with the Holy spirit and can come together, be on one accord, be in agreement, be equally yoked and boom. There's your Boaz, your Bube. Okay, so let's get into it. All right, so being equally yoked. All right, the first thing first is you both 
you and your you and your significant other or the person that you're looking at or the person that you're wanting to court you, you know, the person that you're admiring, both of you guys should love, should have a, a passion and a love for Jesus. That has to be similar, okay? If you love Jesus and the other person don't really care for Jesus, honey, you unequally yoke. Point, period, blank, period, blank, star, okay? Unequally yoke. All right, next. You both should want to do something for the kingdom of God. And what I mean by that is, if you're not a Christian, you know, it's okay. I'm going to definitely explain, uh, you know, a lot of things that I'm about to say. A lot of this stuff is biblical. The kingdom of God, like, you know, if you read about Jesus, he, he, he says a prayer about thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth that is in heaven. So there is a body of Christ that is, you know, on this earth, okay? Christians, believers, you know, and they're doing stuff. For example, people who have different ministries, there are um, artists who are Christians, rappers who are Christians, um, actresses, actors who are Christians, and their work is for the glory of God. So both of you should want to do something from the kingdom of God. You know, even if like you're an accountant, where you go to work, you should, you know, bring Christ with you. People should know that you're a Christian. They should know that you're different. You should be set apart. Okay. So it doesn't have to be an actual ministry, but your lifestyle. So you both should want to do something for the kingdom of God, either if it's like something in the art form or communicating, or if it's just you just being a doctor or, you know, an accountant, you still can bring Christ into that career. All right. That's the second one. Next, uh, you both should be using your gifts for the kingdom. You know, so everyone has different gifts. I don't know what it is. You know, your gift is, I hope you know, if you don't, you know, seek God to understand what your gift is. And you definitely want to, you know, use your gifts for the kingdom. All right. As a believer, your life should be set apart. Your life should be, should be different. You can't be a Christian, you know, closet, closet Christian where it's like, yeah, I love God. I love Jesus. But then you do everything that the world does. And it's like no room for Christ. People don't even know that you're a Christian. The only time they know that you're a Christian is never. All right. All right. Next. You both should have a heart to build the kingdom. Now, what that means is it's not like a whole, you know, something that's so hard to do. To build the kingdom can be so simple as saying, hi, Jesus loves you. You don't know what that person was going through. And then you just told him that and it planted a seed. That's building the kingdom or helping, you know, starting a nonprofit or, you know, helping single mothers. Something dealing, something faith-based, and it's 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 building the kingdom. It's it's building, it's creating love, it's showing love, it's showing the characteristic traits of Christ. All right. So you both should have that desire. That's being equally yoked. If you do and the other person doesn't care, honey, boo-boo, you're unequally yoked. Point, period, blank, end of story. All right. All right, next. 
Anyone you marry should be able to see the dream of God in you and help you to achieve it. Okay. So what is this telling you? This is why I'm saying my very first thing was you have to seek out a relationship with Christ. You have to be doing this by yourself because if you are doing this by yourself, if you have a relationship with God, all right, you should know the dream. You should know what it is that God is trying to do with you. All right. And then when you meet that person, they should be able to recognize that and help you to achieve it. All right. They should be able to recognize it and help you to achieve it. Like, let me give you an example of being unequally yoked. All right. And, you know, I like to use my experiences because I've experienced a lot. I remember I was dating someone who I met in the church. But honey, boo boo, let me tell you, there are a lot of wolf and sheep clothing. And he surely was one of those wolves. Right. And we were definitely unequally yoked. Why? Because his passion for Jesus, it was not similar, you know, like, like my passion for Christ was, I wanted to be celibate. I wanted to wait till like, you know, get married. And he wasn't really worried about that. His thing was, I don't know what his thing was, but he wasn't really supporting that. He wasn't supporting that dream. He wasn't helping me to achieve it, you know, and we were unequally yoked. Even though he was going to church every week, we were unequally yoked because his passion wasn't for Jesus, you know, um, he didn't want to use his gifts for the kingdom. You know, he really didn't think Christ was that important. And he didn't think the dream that I had, you know, for myself because of what I wanted to do in my life for Christ was important. So that's being unequally yoked. All right. Next. What I want you to understand for those of you who are married or engaged or courting All right. The job of a wife is to help stir the seed in your husband. All right. So a lot of things that you see in a natural, it's spiritual. For example, um, men carry, you know, seeds like, you know, their their little tapoids. What is it called? You know, sperm. I was trying to look for the the other word that doctors say, but I couldn't even think of it. All right. So y'all know I didn't go to school for health. But anyways, (laughs) you know, men have this, you know, in the natural. So in the spiritual, spiritual realm, a wife is supposed to help stir the seed in him. And what that means is a woman of God, you should, oh my gosh, be able to pray for your husband. There are a lot of people who are married and they don't pray for each other or even in a regular relationship, not in a marriage, a boyfriend, girlfriend relationship. And they don't pray for their, their partner that they're with, you know, or, you know, the person who they're sleeping with. And mind you, I don't condone, you know, sex before marriage or whatnot, but I'm just saying, it's like, you're in a relationship with someone and you guys are, you know, having sex. You guys are seeing each other all the time and y'all can't even pray for each other. And let me tell you something. I've I've experienced this. I remember when I lived with an ex-boyfriend, we lived together. We were, you know, fornicating and playing house and I never prayed for him. I just, for some reason, just, I don't know. I just 
never prayed for him. It was just a crazy thing. I guess because I knew I was living in sin subconsciously. It's like, why pray? I don't know, but <laughs> never did. So I wasn't even able to stir the seed in him because one, he was not my husband. Two, we were living in sin and it just didn't make any sense. So as a wife, you really have to, you know, get counsel on how to be a wife and what that means. A lot of us want to get married, but we don't even know how to be a wife. Being a wife is like really like no joke. It's no joke at all, especially if you got kids and you got a husband. You got to be on your knees. You really have to know the dream of God in your husband and stir that up. All right, pray for him and cover him and cover your children. Now let's go for the husband. Husband, you got to speak life and cultivate, okay, cultivate the heart um, so that your, your wife can bear fruit, okay? So with us women, we are like flowers. We need to get watered, okay, all the time so that we can blossom and grow. A true man of God will know this and he will always speak life to you. He will always speak life to you. Okay. He will always cultivate, you know, your ground. He will always do that and you will flourish in your marriage and in your ministry. But when you don't have a man who identifies himself in Christ and a man who does not know who he is in Christ, guess what he's going to do? Because it happened to me. He's going to speak debt, okay? He's not going to water you. He's going to destroy you. And this happens all the time. This is why you see a lot of women who are jaded, okay? They're jaded and they're hurt. Why? Because a lot of verbal abuse and a man don't know how to treat them, okay? The man don't know how to treat them. And women, you know, we're nurturing creatures and we want to be loving. We want to love and we give our all. And a lot of times it's never reciprocated because that's not the man that you're supposed to be with. Okay. That man has not surrendered his, his, his life, his body, his mind to Christ. So how can he love you? How can he love you if Christ is not leading him? All right. So I want to make that clear. Christ has to be the head, has to be the center. All right. And it goes, you know, it's so funny what I just said. Christ has to be the center. The next tip is you both are in, should be in agreement. Okay. That means that God is first in your lives. He is first. Your mate should know that. Your husband should know that. Your wife, your partner should know that God should be first and they should respect it. It shouldn't be, well, I'm your husband. I need to be first. Boy, go sit down. No. God is first. God is the head. And it's not, it's, it's not in a, it shouldn't seem in a crazy way. If it, if it seems like that for any of them is because they don't have a real relationship with Christ. But when you have a relationship with Christ, that shouldn't bother you. If your husband says that Christ is first, God is first. Or if your wife say God is first, you should love that. You should be happy and grateful because you know that Christ is leading them. And if Christ is leading them, then they're going to die to their flesh. And what that means to die to your flesh is to, you know, if Nicki Minaj run by, you know, pass by your husband, you know that he's not going to cheat on you. Why? Because Christ is the head. Does that make sense? When Christ is the head, when you are keeping your eye on Christ and you are walking in his will, 
in obedience because you have the love of God in your heart, you're not going to cheat on your wife. You're not. Not even in your mind. Okay, even though there are some good men who, you know, that happens to them in their mind, but it, it doesn't have to be like a cycle for them. God can truly deliver them because they they have, you know, they are surrendering themselves to Christ. So I hope that makes sense. Christ is the head. All right. Next, being equally yoked. You definitely want to make sure that you um, don't have any unhealthy soul ties with family members, okay? There are a lot of um, people, you know, they're in a relationship, they're engaged, they're getting married, and they still are attached to their family members. And what I mean by attached to their family members is their family members have say-so on their relationship. Honey, when you're getting married, you leave and cleave to your husband, to your wife, you can't be worrying about what your mama say anymore. Your mama does not come first. Like I said, Christ, then your wife, or Christ, then your husband. You have to remove, those are unhealthy soul ties and they need to be broken. They need to be broken. And if you have an unhealthy soul tie with a family member and it's like coming in, it's spilling into your marriage or in your engagement you definitely want to seek counsel and you first, first of all, you have to recognize that you have an issue. If you don't recognize that you have an issue, it's not going to be fixed. And you're going to go into the marriage with this issue. And just because you're married and you have a title doesn't mean it's going to be fixed. So you have to recognize that you have an issue. And I'm telling you, you have an issue. Why? Because the Bible says leave and cleave to your wife, leave and cleave to your husband. So recognize you have an issue, you know, pray that, you know, and renounce these ungodly soul ties and really, truly, you know, you need to get counsel, counseling. All right. Now, what I want you to do is if you're currently dating someone or you're courting, um, you know, you, you want to see if you can name three qualities that you wish you were like, you know, that you wish you had that the person had. All right. For example, okay, let's say that I'm someone that's not good with money. All right. Um, the mate that I have is good with money. So that's a quality that I wish I had because I know that I don't have it. And the reason why I want you to uh, name three qualities, because you should be able to. You don't want your partner to be exactly just like you. I mean, everything with the Jesus thing should be the same. But as far as like, if you're a type A personality, you don't want a type A personality. That doesn't mesh well, all right? There's supposed to be a balance, okay? You guys should balance each other. Your strength should be his weakness and vice versa, okay? That, ha that has to be there because you can't have two people who don't know how to take care of money, who don't know how to manage money. That's just, you know, disaster waiting to, that's gonna happen, all right? So you need to, Know what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, and also with your partner. Sometimes in marriages or in relationships, people don't like to talk about finances and all that stuff. No, listen, talk about it, honey. Make sure that you're talking about it. Okay. Uh, next, you both need to have a vision. Like really write down your vision in three areas: faith, finance, and family. Your goals, so you guys can can know. What is the vision for our marriage? What is the vision for when we get married? 
What is it? Talk about it. What is the vision for our finances, our family? So you guys can be in one accord and you guys can have goals and achieve them. All right. A next thing with being equally yoked. Okay. You must be willing to take advice. There are some men out there who I know you, you hear, they don't want to go to counseling. They're like, I don't do that counseling stuff. Can nobody tell me how I feel? That's a red flag. If he doesn't want to take advice, all right, that's scary because then when you're married, I know you don't want to get a divorce because marriage is not for divorce, but if he doesn't want to take advice, if y'all having an issue, you're going to be by yourself, honey. So look at these red flags, you know, see how this man is now. Don't think that your love is going to change a man because that's not true. Okay, don't think that a, a marriage, you know, title is going to change a man because that's not true. All right. Next, your mate must have a desire to grow. This is why you have to ask these questions and talk and really pay attention to who you're, 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 you're dating. Okay. Really have to pay attention and really have to seek God. Honestly. Okay. With the church that I go to, the the members don't even date. We too busy seeking God, and a lot of the members God has revealed to them who their 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 mate, their husbands or their wives are, and then they start the courting process. Courting and dating is like two different things, and I'm gonna do a video on courting versus dating. I don't got time for that. Trying to figure out if you're the one for me, I'm gonna let God do that. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't have time for it. I've been there, done it. I've gone on a million dates. I've dated men. I've had boyfriends. And it it's left me hurt, broken, used, disgusted, busted. I don't have time for that. God, when I'm ready, heal me. I'm seeking you. You know who the man is for me. And God will bring it. You have to believe it, though. It really is a mindset thing. Really trusting God in that area of your life. Okay. And you have to be in the environment. That's why it's very important. The type of church that you go to. All right. So I already said the vision and have a family vision. It needs to be the same. Yeah. Your, your family vision needs to be the same in your vision. Why? Because let's say your husband wants to beat, beat kids. Like, you know, like, Oh, I'm going to beat the kids. I'm going to be the disciplinary parent. I'm going to beat the girls, the boys. And you're like, no, I don't want you beating my daughter or beating my son, that's going to be a problem when you guys get married. You guys are going to be butting heads all the time, you know? So you want to make sure that the, the family vision is the same, all right? Ladies and gentlemen, godly relationships bring peace. Godly relationships bring peace. If you are in a relationship right now, and you are not at peace. You are always hurt. You are always crying. You are always like, you know, just feeling used and abused. That's not a godly relationship. A real godly relationship brings peace because God is in the midst. Okay. Also, you want to make sure that if you are, you know, courting, dating, you're engaged, get wise counsel, meet with pastors, meet with people who, you know, their marriage, you can see the fruit. They've been married, they're, you know, they have God in their lives, 
get counsel. Don't be afraid. And like I said, if someone you're, that you're with does not desire to take advice, red flag. All right. Your heart, your soul, your mind should be headed in the same direction. This is what it means to be equally yoked. <laughs> All right. Being equally yoked. So I hope that was helpful. I hope um, that it gave you some clarity. You know, um, I never really cared about this when I was in the world. I just had my standards. Okay, what I wanted. And yeah, I used to always say, yeah, I want someone, you know, who's, who's spiritual. But I didn't really care if they loved Jesus because I had forgot about Jesus. So my mindset has changed, okay, 180. And I have surrendered my life to God, my relationship, my mind, my body, my soul, all right? And I am trusting God. What my who my husband is, I am trusting God. And when you are in a place where you trust God and God shows you who your husband is, who your wife is, you don't have to put the walls up. You know the walls that we have up when we're dating? We don't want people to see this side of us or we say, you know those walls? Because you don't know who the person is. You don't have to do that. When you are truly in Christ, you have a relationship with him and you have surrendered your whole life to him to the point where God communicates with you. He communicates with you in different ways through dreams or you hear him through the Holy Spirit and his word. And it is God because fruit is showing in your life and you're walking in obedience. Okay. You don't have to put those walls up anymore because now your heart is in Christ. Your heart is in God. So God is not going to give you something that's going to break your heart because God is protecting your heart. This is why I don't believe in dating anymore. Courting, courting is different. Like I said, I'm going to do an episode on courting versus dating. It's totally different. Family, doing it God's way is the safest way, is the best way. Because you don't have to have any walls up. You don't have to say, should I trust him? Should I not? Is he going to break my heart? Is he cheating on me? You don't got to worry about none of that stuff when God do it. Because God has your heart and he is a good father and he will protect your heart. So he will not give you anything that's going to hurt you or break you or destroy you. Because the devil only comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Not God. So being equally yoked is very important. Seeking God in all your ways is very important. Praying to God to direct your path is very important. Making him first in your life is essential. I mean, I can't live without him. <laughs> like, give me some CPR, like, if I'm away from God. All right. So, I hope this was helpful. Being equally yoked, this will, all, you know, also help you to realize if you are in a relationship, if you are unequally yoked, 
And then if you realize that you are, you're going to have to make a decision. But it's based on how much do you, how, how badly do you want it? How much do you love God? And if you don't love him enough, then, you know, you really need to get into a church that's going to help cultivate, you know, that relationship with him. And you really need to start praying and asking him to help you. If you are tired of going through the same thing over and over and over again, like I did for so many years. Okay. I was such, I'm such a loving, caring person and I will, I would I would do it to the wrong person. I'll give my love and my care and me and all of me, my body to the wrong person. And it will always turn out the same way. I was rejected for a purpose. I realize that now. Christ showed me that. All of those men rejected you. They didn't receive you. They didn't receive your love. They used you and abused you for a purpose. Because I was calling you out. This is God speaking to me. Because I was calling you out of that. I was calling you out of that cycle of sin. I wanted to show you. This is what God told me, family. God wanted to show me that I am your everything. I am your love. I am your provider. And all good gifts come from me. Not by me trying to search for a man and, and you know, thinking that my works is going to make them love me more, keep me, or, you know, none of that. God showed me that. God showed me that he's a protector of my heart. And I realized that and I said, you know what, Lord, you are the heart transformer. You are the, you know, the real deal. All right. I surrender my life to you. So I hope, you know, if you're listening that you've done the same. And if you didn't, I hope that you do the same. All right. So. The next episode, yeah, I'm going to talk about um, courting and dating and, you know, why I stopped dating and what it means to court and, and all of that. I'm going to do a full episode. All right. So stay tuned. It, I'll do it for next week. All right. So it's been real, y'all. Have a good rest of your weekend. Later.